action. Hello and welcome to episode 77 of The Average Critics, joined by Chris and Obi. Uh, how are you guys? <laughs> Eating your pancakes, Chris? <laughs> if you've, really. is, your mouth, is your mouth empty? My mouth is empty-ish. <laughs> satisfied. Um, very dissatisfied. So let's start with some film news. Is there anything that worth noting? Well, I don't know if you spoke about it last week, but Garden of the Galaxy. Oh, you know, we didn't talk about it. No, I think that broke this week, didn't it? Um, that James Gunn's been reinstated. Yeah. They have got, what did you say? They've got no cojones. They lack cojones. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thing is, though, yeah, like, I don't know if, uh, do you think they, do you think they did it because DC decided to hire him for Suicide Squad, or do you think they did it because they tried to find another director and they couldn't find anyone better? I think that's, I think it's probably the latter. Um, because well, I don't think it's necessarily finding a better director. I feel it's like because the the cast wouldn't perform it without him. Yeah. But they're all under contract, so they they would have to really. I just think they probably thought James Gunn will you know continue his vision, you know, wrap up the trilogy. Um, I can't I can't see the Guardians of the Galaxy continuing after this anyway. So, mm. you know, maybe they'll just reboot the Guardians to another group of misfits and you know get a new director on board but don't you think this sort of really weakens disney it's just like you know they fired him pretty quickly after these tweets surfaced and then you know have stuck to their guns for quite a while and now they've just kind of gone back on it do you think that weakens them or is it a good move from disney i mean i don't think it really matters too much in in the long haul that i feel like it's going to be brushed over uh, I feel like Disney is so big that it doesn't really matter. Yeah. But what this means... It's a shame because, um, obviously, Disney being, you know, a kid-friendly uh, ent- entity, I guess. And then, like, I think, I don't know about how you guys felt about it, but I think they made the right decision in firing him because, obviously, it's not good for their image. But then, maybe they've just turned around and thought, well, the brand, our brand is so big that this doesn't really... Now, <laughs> so we're just gonna rehire him anyway. Yeah, because <laughs> I think they would have done. They would have done like they would have had people in like things like damage control, blah blah, risk risk assessment, blah blah blah. And obviously they come at the other side thinking, yeah, we might have rehired back because it's not Do you think it died down enough for them to be like, actually, everyone's forgotten about it. Like no one really cares anymore. I don't know. People are fickle, aren't they? Because they're gonna be loads of people who are. They're going to be obviously. There's going to be people on either side. Those people who are going to be like, "Yeah, we're not going to watch another James Bond film again." Blah blah blah. Like, we're going to boycott Disney because of this. Blah blah blah. Then the majority of people in the middle are going to be like, mm, "It's a bit fucked up," but I'm still going to watch Guys in the Galaxy. I'm still going to watch Disney films. So, yeah, yeah. It, it probably did influence them the fact that DC are like, "We don't care. We're going to hire him for Suicide uh, Suicide Squad," which apparently has been uh, decided is a reboot. Mm. So it'll be called The Suicide Squad. Um, kind of details of who will be returning or what characters it will fe- feature is kind of unknown, apart from Idris Elba being rumoured to replace Will Smith as Deadshot. But um, I don't know. What this means for um, Guardians of the Galaxy 3, though, is that production can't start until at least 2021, I think, because suicide that's when Suicide Squad's due to kind of come out. Um, oh. Which means you know we're probably not going to see it for at least three years uh i don't mind i wonder how that will fit into the whole phase four Mm. because obviously 
Well, actually, we don't really know who's going to survive Endgame, so we don't know what the makeup of those Guardians will be. But um, the more I, the more I think about it, I just feel like only one person is not going to, two people are not going to survive Endgame. So that's the more uh, one of the head hint toes. Dragon. You mean Dragon Seven Die? Why? Just trying to shit. What do you think Gamora will come back then? Yeah. I don't know. Uh, I hope she doesn't, but I think she will. I wonder if Guardians Three will tie into the Immortals, because the Immortals is like set like way way in the past, isn't it? And um, focuses on Celestials and wasn't peter quill's dad a celestial so they might be able to tie in like the cosmic elements of it you know between those two films potentially that doesn't really excite me i don't really know anything about the immortals i was of that opinion though before guardians of the galaxy i was like what the fuck would i want to watch a raccoon like and a tree like fighting well most people like that about ant-man as well yeah so i think you know we can be maybe a bit judgmental judging these books before we've read them just like you and Sam Glenn yeah just like you and every DC film Glenn (laughs) yeah fair point fair point um yeah I don't know I found out that the director of Shazam is a guy who's done some horror films uh including Lights Out so that's an interesting choice for me and I wonder if there will be any horror element to Shazam like even I, like soft horror. It'll probably be a bit darker, like the wizardy bits. I and the, I think the English style villain will be a bit more like well, I'm sinister, just, maybe. I I'm just know. looking at a review on Digital Spy, and the person who wrote the review says it's one of the most fun superhero films I've made. Oh, okay. But I doubt it's going to be very dark. You know? <laughs> no. Well, fair enough. Well, well, I will watch it, and I, I have no kind of preconceptions of Shazam. Apart from the fact that it sounds a bit silly, but yeah, What's I don't it? know. It doesn't sound silly. Yeah. True. Man makes a suit out of not iron, but calls himself Iron Man. <laughs> Flies around. Good point. I didn't think about that. I've got a skinny, a skinny, nothing guy gets injected with a serum to make him fucking huge, and he decides to carry a shield around with him and fight crime. Why is he called Iron Man? I don't know. Why he's called Iron Man? Maybe the first one he made was out of Iron Man. I can't imagine it was because he used all the military things. So, but yeah, I don't know. While we're on the subject of Iron Man, sorry, I was thinking about that Endgame trailer, and. Joe did ask mm-hmm. um, a question, and the more I think about it, the more I think I must mean something. So Joe asked, why do we think, so that there are bits in the trailer that are like black and white, but only red stands out. Was it red, white, and blue by any chance? In um, the parts? There was, in fact, only the white and blue was when they, they showed an American flag, and that okay. had red and white. I don't think it had blue on it. Yeah. But there was loads of other bits where they were just showing the red and everything else black and white. That must mean something, innit? Well, it's a sim- red is a symbol of blood, isn't it, obviously? Yeah. So, um, so maybe it's just like to show how much blood and death's been surrounding them on the on their journey to mm. nowhere. Essentially, <laughs> they haven't really achieved much. Um, I, don't, I don't know if it's reading too much into it, but in the film Schindler's List, uh, which is about kind of World War Two, um, that film's in black and white, apart from a red. I think it's a red dress. There's a girl in a red dress, and so red's the only colour that stands out. I don't know if it's kind of symbolising, you know, loss and war, kind of. Okay. Also, 
I wanted to make a point about the Endgame trailer actually. So, um, you know, in that lineup when they're all walking, and we think this could be like a uh, mis- like mislead kind of thing, like they're not all actually there kind of thing. Mm. Um, so I, so I might just be like picking this out because, but basically, War Machine has the suit over his War Machine suit, while Tony Stark doesn't have it over his Iron Man suit. He just has it on his bare body. I just thought it was very strange. I know some, and then people like, his legs don't work, it? but he has that thing that he puts on his legs, doesn't he? He didn't wear the War Machine legs all the time. He has that kind of. Doesn't he? Yeah. I, maybe I was just reading into it a bit too much, but I do think that is a real. I'm probably wrong, but I reckon that's a proper mislead, that bit in the trailer. I think there will be a lot of misdirection in this trailer. Um, I hope there is, because... Sorry, Ben, I didn't really like... like, Upon reflection, watching that trailer like five, seven, six, six, seven times, I don't really like it. I think it reveals... I don't think it would show anything beyond the first kind of like half hour or so. Mm. Um, So I think, yeah, I, I think even the Russos came out and said that they intentionally put in like yeah, shots that shots that aren't going to be included in the film or things like that yeah it's not not too long now is it it's uh what about three weeks it's rumored to be uh three hours and four minutes I think it's Oof. yes mate <laughs> well up for that you down and watch it with us then yeah i might do actually yeah, that's what it comes you... out just before easter oh no, so, me no just after easter oh is it just after easter yeah. 25th Oh. You're gonna be able to watch it in Nigeria. I mean, yeah. maybe, but I don't know. I'll just have to wait till I come back, innit? No, I'll just have to wait like three days, three four days. Oh, how are you gonna avoid spoilers? That's what I'm thinking. I don't know if I can if I'll be able to do it. You, we're gonna have to remove you from the group chat. Honestly. Yeah, yeah, you actually have to. <laughs> <laughs> There's no way I'm I'm individually messaging everybody. You it for like a, a week or mute so. Mutant chats don't even work though. I still get messages. Oh, do you? Yeah. Oh, anyway, uh, so yeah. <laughs> It's the same with Sarah. Game of Thrones. Like, if I don't see it, like, Sunday that? night, Monday night. Is, uh, is it the 15th? I think, I think it's the 15th. Yeah. I've got a few bits coming up, then. Make the yeah. podcast popping, won't it? <laughs> exactly. Any more film news? Oh, you, said, you said you got some supernatural news. Yeah, so it's... Uh, it was announced by the three main characters, uh, Jensen Ackles, Jared, yeah, and Misha Collins. I think that's or Mika Collins. I don't know. They, yeah, funky name people. Um, they announced that it, they will be ending Supernatural after season fifteen. Will come out, I believe, next year. Is um, it about time? Well, I haven't caught up with it. I'm, I'm only I'm only season behind, but it's like just finding. Like time to watch it really but um yeah probably i think they've really divulged into as much mythical and biblical and historical stuff as they possibly can mm. with keeping the like the spunk and zest of it alive if that makes sense like the motive really so like it's got to end and it's quite nice that for their 300th anniversary they brought back the dad oh uh, okay which was quite good so i think the season will end on 327 episodes bloody hell um what? yeah which it's the longest it'll be the it is the longest running C, cw show do you think um i don't know do you think they'll 
do spin-offs or prequels or sequels, anything like that? Or because this this show was only supposed to last, you told me earlier, three seasons. Yeah. So they they've already gone twelve on. So there's evidently an appetite for this show. So. Well, the, originally they were going to stop what two seasons ago. Well, again, they were going to stop two seasons ago, weren't they? And the fans wanted it. But I feel like the three main characters are just. I assume they're just tired of the role. I feel like, <laughs> So someone to play that role for that many years, although they've played several different versions of themselves in the roles, um, I feel like it is time for them. If you could, you could do a prequel series about the dad, but that's whether he would want to do it. He doesn't seem to do many things. I mean, I don't know if he's still about in Walking Dead. Um, dad, um, I don't know how the Walking Dead handled that. I don't know if they killed him. If they followed the comics, uh, probably spoiler. On the comics, they capture him and keep him and then he helps them ish that's as far as i know the comics but i don't know what they've done are you upset with the walking dead series no uh, <laughs> i'm so that, far behind i just cannot be bothered we need ollie on here that thing yeah. needs to die out quickly, I think. but um no it's just it's a shame because i did really enjoy it like some episodes are really light-hearted and funny like and then i'd even had like a scooby-doo crossover which was hilarious like, oh really my god hard, it was quite funny. It was quite funny. <laughs> but um, and they've had all sorts. I've had really stupid ones like imaginary friends, like. But they could do they could do a prequel one, but it's whether Jeffrey Dean. Well, I suppose they don't really need him. They just need an actor who looks kind of like him younger. And mm-hmm. then they could go even further back and do the people who were before him, I suppose. But if they come to a resolutionary end where they where they stop all the monsters, I don't know how they would then. Oh, there's no point in the prequel, I feel. Yeah, that's fair. Um, well, do you want to keep talking of CW shows? Do you want to talk about the Arrowverse? I'll talk. Yeah, I'll talk a little bit about that. I've been I've been trying to do catch up because there's quite a few episodes behind. Um, so Black Lightning. Uh, I'm on the episode before the last one. Um, how far are you? From? I feel like I'm on that one as well. Okay. So like. I don't know if you feel I don't know if you feel the same way, Chris. Yeah, I like Black Lightning, but um, I feel like some of the writing is poor. quite poor. Not in the sense that like maybe not writing. Like, writing's not a good word to say. I think it's the story. Storylines, story yeah. Storytelling, I think, is quite poor. In the fact that they'll kind of just do things and then like, uh, but then not come back to them. So like there was a there was a thing where maybe episode three or four. I don't know. Where um, someone tried to kill um, Gandhi whilst he was in his car, and then they said, "Oh yeah, we don't know who tried to kill me." And I'm on the last second to last episode of the season, and I still don't know who tried to kill him. They haven't come back to that since that episode. No. Oh. And then there was another point where I don't know if you remember, there was this guy who just appeared. I think he's like a bar or something. He just started killing people, and he could like flash in and out, like he had like some sort of teleportation power. And he was, it was like, it was literally like a little cutscene right at the end of the episode. And I, that was episode six or seven, and I have not seen or heard of that guy since then. And then characters <laughs> will just start appearing from, so like, there was an episode with, um, I don't know if you remember, there's a character, Lala. Um, yeah. Yeah, so he just appeared in, a, in an episode. Oh, yeah. Shit, and, like, that. we hadn't seen or heard of him in ages, and I'm just thinking, like, compared to season one, I just feel like a lot of the storytelling is, is really quite rubbish. <laughs> but I'm like, focusing a lot on the girl developing her pattern, two girls girl's relationship, the girl developing her powers, and, like, the special people. Mm. And then, yeah, even, yeah, sorry, even the storyline with 
like all these pod people. Yeah. Like they've got the pod people that are kids, that are kids. And then they've got these other people who are like used to be criminals. And I think it's just all getting quite confusing. Yeah, to me. too much going on. Yeah. I'm still, I still like it, but yeah, I feel like the first season was uh, better story wise than this one. Okay. And what about the other? What about the other shows? And has Black Lightning crossed over with any of them yet, or referenced any of them? No. How do you end? So this is the last season, or they've announced one more? There's what going to be. There's going to be one more after this one. And do you think it will tie into these flash forwards that you're seeing? I mean, um, I hope so, because I feel like then otherwise the flash forwards wouldn't really uh, make too much sense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I think so. I think because the whole point. Well, I think they'll either tie in this season or next season. Because the whole point of the flash forwards, they're talking about how uh, vigilantism has been outlawed and stuff like that. And the whole, pretty much the whole story of this season is about like vigilantes being bad and stuff. So I'm thinking that they're probably going to tie in this season with the flash forwards. But if they don't, if they, if they didn't do that and then they didn't do it next season, I'll be like, that was completely Are all of, I know Supergirl's on a different earth, but are people like The Flash and Legends of Tomorrow, are they all based on the same earth as Arrow or is each one a different earth? Um, so legends are legends basically fly throughout time periods, so they're not really on an Earth per se. But the Earth that they all came from is the same Earth as Arrow and Flash. But yeah, so, so as far as we know, um, Arrow, Flash, and Legends technically are one Earth. Supergirl's another Earth, and I think Black Lightning's a completely other Earth as well. Okay, so if Flash is on the same Earth as uh, Arrow, is he not being outlawed as a vigilante as well, or apparently not? Okay. Well, so it's but, different cities, different jurisdictions. And right, stuff. okay. That makes sense. And they're in Star City, the thing is, in in um, in Arrow, the people don't really love the Green Arrow, but in Star City, everybody loves the Flash. So I think that's the thing. Okay. Yeah. And what about the Flash then? What, what, what's the uh, latest on that? I just found out, I just found, you know um, the guy who plays Ozzy in American Pie? Is it Ozzy? Yeah. yeah. He plays the villain in The Flash. I just found that out today. and I, My mind was blown. Does he uh, not look anything like he did? Not really, no. He looks, <laughs> obviously he's older. It's like, what, 20 years ago? Mm. 20, 20, 20 years ago. So he looks much older. But yeah, I just didn't clock until it said, um, until someone said on the thing I was watching. Um, yeah, so he's a villain called Cicada. He's not very good at the whole villain, villainy thing. 
<laughs> but yeah, they're obviously I've said before, but you know, Flash's daughter has come back from the future and she's got an ulterior motive because she's prepared um, the Flash goes missing in like twenty twenty four and she's trying to stop that from happening. She's working with um, Flash, but no one else knows that yet. She's gonna get caught up pretty soon. Why is she working? Why is she working with the reverse? Flash? I don't. Cause I think because obviously because he's a speedster and he's apart from Barry Allen, probably the most like. How the fuck is he still about? I don't know. He got a raise from time. <laughs> I don't know. Don't, don't ask flash. me. I literally have no idea. It's oh, quite right. funny though. But yeah, so nobody knows. But is it the actual character or is, no, it, is he so, the face of yeah, what's his what's so, name? It's uh, Harrison. Ford. Oh. Not Eobard Um. Yeah, so they. They've developed this... It was a, oh, funny thing, actually, in the last episode, which I thought was quite interesting. They developed a cure to um, heal metahumans, basically, so to turn them back into humans. They were saying this whole thing about how, yeah, we need to ask them, ask people first before we inject them with the cure, because they might not want it, blah, 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 blah. I was like, okay, whatever. Then there was this, there's this um, villain called King Shark, and he was about to eat one of the team members, yeah? So then Barry was like, okay, I need to turn him back into a human, because that's the only thing I can do to stop him from getting eaten. So he injects him with the cure, turns him back into a human. And then everyone else on the team started having a go at Barry, like, what are you doing? <laughs> they were like, oh, what? Did we were like, oh why, did, why didn't you ask his permission or his consent? Da, da, da. <laughs> he was like, they were about to eat you. What are you talking about? And I was like, I'm on Barry. I was like, Barry, I'm on your side. And he, but then he like, conceded that he was in the wrong. And I was like, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm not buying that at all. <laughs> and there's a villain as well. And you want to stop a villain? Then surely, fuck! I don't understand because they were like, "Yeah, we have to ask um, this cicada before we give him this cure and turn him human again." Blah blah. blah. I'm like thinking about like, what? He's going around killing bare people, and then you want to ask permission to to weaken him, basically. Like, <laughs> yeah, he's, he's not going to be like, "Yeah, please." Yeah, like what the hell? But yeah, anyway, yeah, so that was dumb. But yeah, but, no, yeah, it's been, all right. been an okay season, better than. Better than last season, I think. Is this yeah. still your favourite of the bunch? Because... Ours I, I, I my favourite. Oh, okay. Because yeah. I think... Because I've been listening back to old ones. I think at one point, you said Flash was your favourite. Did I? Um, I think that was maybe when... Didn't Arrow have a bad season? Season four or five? Yeah, but we didn't start the podcast until then. Arrow was season five. Oh, maybe I'm wrong. Um, well, well, to be fair, if you are, maybe I did say that. But if you ask me now, Arrow is my favourite. And at its height, Arrow is has been the best of these of all these shows okay do you think we're still going to get a flash film from dc or yeah. i have finally i heard that um Ezra Miller's yeah he's starting to help write the script i don't know if you have to still haven't got a script no no but yeah I'm, 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 i'll be surprised if we get a film anytime soon because that is the perfect opportunity for warner brothers to be like just reboot everything with Flashpoint paradox. No, they can't start with that, surely. I don't know. I feel like because I know that you said there was an episode of the Flash that sort of started a Flashpoint paradox, but then very quickly resolved it. Um, yeah, that was season three, I think. Yeah, that was that was quite annoying actually. So, yeah, I, uh, I can't. Sorry, I can't see them. I can't see a Flash film coming out anytime soon. To be honest with you, because um, that was probably one that I was like quite interested to see. Yeah, um, especially with the paradox kind of storyline, mm-hmm. um, the potential of like, is it Tom Wayne being the bro- the Joker and all that, or Martha Wayne or whatever it is? Um, yeah. But what about uh, Supergirl and Legends? Are they still the bottom uh, rung? Of everything? Legends has been on break for a good 
for ages, actually. I think it comes back next month, maybe. So I haven't watched that in a while. Supergirl just came back a couple weeks ago, but I haven't caught up on that yet. Um, I was still watching Doom Patrol. I think I've watched oh, three episodes of Doom Patrol now. It's still good. weird as fuck. Um, it's, it's still what, sorry? It's weird as fuck, but it's a good type of weird. Okay. Um, I'm enjoying it, but like, yeah, it's very strange. And um, the girl, one of the girls um, on it, Crazy Jane, she's got like, um, she's got like 64 different personalities. So, and every personality has like a different superpower. That's Oh, shit. Sure. Okay. It's kind of like doing like a James McAvoy split sort of thing. So she'll just switch, switch um, personality like every two seconds. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. I, I actually, I quite liked the uh, backdoor pilot they did in Titans. Um, yeah. But I'm still quite confused about that pilot as to how it ties into the show. Oh, right. Okay. It doesn't really make, I, I think you'll maybe you'll, you'll get it when you watch it, but the pilot doesn't really, timeline wise, doesn't really make sense to show i mean it doesn't really matter in the grand scheme of things but true yeah. but they've announced them um, for season two of titans that uh is it deathstroke and uh jericho are gonna be yeah. two characters and isn't jericho deathstroke's son in yeah. the comics and they and they've announced the casting of a trans asian actor in the role oh yeah which is, yeah. Which is big news oh me He's what, sorry? Deaf, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because doesn't that character communicate via sign language only? I have no idea. That's what, that's what I read. Um, so that, you know, that's quite good, actually. They've, you know, cast a deaf actor in a role yeah. that requires sign language. Um, so that's a positive step. Mm. Um, yeah, I really enjoyed Titans, and I look forward to Doom Patrol in Series 2. Um, has Batwoman started yet? Um, I, no. Um, I, I think... I don't think they've announced because they've only got. I don't think it's been commissioned for a series yet, but they've just done. A, they're just going to do a pilot. That's what I've heard so far, but I'm not sure when that's actually even going to happen. Oh, okay. I thought Batwoman had been in one of the crossovers. She was, yeah. She was in the Arrow, uh, Arrow episode of the crossover. But yeah, we haven't. We've just we've seen the character, but we haven't. She hasn't got an Arrow episode. Right. Okay. But you're still enjoying them. Like I know Arrow's finishing, but do you feel like any of the others should? coming towards their end or do you think you know are they still going to continue for a while or does arrow signal the end of this or what what do you think sorry alexa's talking (laughs) 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 well yeah um i'm still enjoying them yeah um some of the episodes are a bit like chris chris will be able to tell you that like some episodes you'll really enjoy and some of them you'll be like this is a bit rubbish what's this for uh, oh yeah, yeah 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 so but yeah, in general, I do. I feel like I do enjoy them. Um, I could live without seeing Supergirl, I think, but like I'll still watch it because I do enjoy parts of it. Um, the Flash, I think, will keep going for at least another two seasons, maybe three. And Legends, I can see Legends coming to an end, but that's the show that's just like ball to the A wall. Joke, yeah. yeah do whatever. <laughs> I don't really mind. And Black Lightning, I do like, and I hope they kind of, I hope season three they kind of get back on track storyline wise. And like have a bit more focused goal. Yeah. But I do enjoy that. So yeah, I do, in general, in general, yeah, I do enjoy it. When's our song? Yeah, that must be coming out soon. I have no idea. No idea. Is that ending anytime soon? That's been out well, for ages. I think it's last season. Well, oh, zombie. Oh, zombie is last season. Okay. Um, well, you mentioned uh, that the Flash's daughter keeps going back to the future. Um, one from the archive. Uh, a little forced segue there for you. 
I watched Back to the Future for the first time the other day. Oh. Um, have you guys seen it at all? Yeah. I've seen the first one, yeah. Yeah. So I watched the first one. Um, features uh, Michael J. Fox as Marty McFly, who's friends with a guy called The Doc uh, in 1985. And they're basically, The Doc tries to build a time machine um, and successfully does so uh, but by stealing plutonium from some Libyans. Um, but then after his experiment, he, the Libyans find him and kill him. And so Marty escapes in the DeLorean and ends up going back to 1955. Uh, and that's where it starts to get weird because he falls in, well, his mother falls in love with him, which... Uh, Calvin Klein. Yeah. <laughs> I, was literally, I was like, this is so weird. Like, he basically... And accidentally enters into the situation where his dad would have met his mum and fallen in love. So, like, he spends the rest of the film trying to like match up his future mum with his future dad, and his dad's like a complete like nerd, and you know, like just so shit with women and all this sort of thing. And I thought it was like quite, you know, it the, the time flew quite quickly. I thought it was quite funny. I liked um, the performances, but I just thought the storyline was really weird. And, like, there were they were making reference to it. It's like, uh, you're my mum. And then the shark kisses him. It's like, oh my God, it's like kissing my brother. And I was like, what is so weird? Like, what? why did they think of this as a storyline and think it'd be like, I don't know, appropriate? I don't know. Like, did, did, what did you guys think when you watched it? Did that bother you or? Not really. No, I thought really. it was just, a, it was like a funny, a funny consequence, I guess, of time travel. But you yeah. know, it's like erased his own history by getting his mum to fall in love with it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I find it quite funny at the time, I think. Yeah. I did enjoy it, actually. I enjoyed it a lot more than I thought I would. Um, and I'm quite interested to see the next one, especially as it kind of... I think it's really... Right. It goes along with mm. it. I really... Yeah. Because it, it kind of sets it up straight away for a sequel, doesn't it? Which I thought was... Um, you know, I was not I was quite surprised that um, you know, he right at the end, he like comes back and he's like, oh, we need to save your future children or something. Um, but no, I thought the, you know, the visual effects for, for their time were quite good, actually. Like, I thought normally films from the 80s and even 90s, like some of the effects can just look really outdated. But, you know, the way they did the, the DeLorean snapping through time um, was really good. And there was like, you know, cool character beats where Marty McFly in 1955 basically invents the skateboard um, and all these other things. So, yeah, I quite liked it. Um, but how... Travel to? Oh, really? Which one's that? Two or three? Two. Okay. And they've got like flying cars and stuff. Yeah. I always think of films like that, obviously, because they're in the 80s. And if they go to the, and if they go to the future, they think there's going to be like hover cars and stuff like that. Yeah. And obviously we're in this time now, and we've got none Nothing. of that. Stuff. Yeah. <laughs> we've got none of that stuff. We've just got smaller phones. And slightly <laughs> but also, like when when films made nowadays are set in the future, like they're always um, just desolate wastelands. Right, yeah. <laughs> no more flying cars, or you know, yeah. maybe that's yeah, that's definitely a sign of the times. Um, <laughs> Chris, what have you been watching, mate? Oh, that's a good question, mate. What have I been watching? I have been watching... So I watched the, that, the new Netflix film. Uh, I think me and Obi both watched this. Um, Triple Frontier. 
Oh yeah, oh, that's yeah. one with Ben Affleck. Yeah. Better people in it. Mm. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. a pretty star-studded cult. I can't remember who the people are in it. Um, ben Affleck, Charlie Hunnam, uh, Oscar Isaac, Pedro um, Pascal. Yeah, it was yeah, a pretty, pretty big cop. Oh, yeah. what's it about? What's it about? Uh, um, it's about so it starts off with one of the characters and they're like in a war zone kind of thing, and they're they're trying to find this guy called some gangster, <laughs> some gangster, no, not gangster, some um, terrorist guy who's got loads of money, and basically, um, they. In the scenario, they capture the, the host, uh, some people, kill some of the bad guys, and they learn that. Um, then we find out the main character's got a um, gets a double agent, a, a woman working for him, who is one of the hostages. He escapes. They talk, and she basically says she knows where all the money is and where the guy lives. So he decides to recruit some of his ex. Army buddies, Army, yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't know what they were, and they all have like a specific part to play in this heist, I guess. And basically, it's not a legal operation, but whatever they, whatever they get, they get to keep twenty five percent of, and the other seventy five percent goes to order or the government who are letting them do it. Kind of. Thing. Um, they set off, and it's um, it's going pretty smoothly. They uh. Have any issue getting into the upgrade? Basically, they, they find the house. I think it's the first point of call, isn't it? They do find the house. There's a bit of like back and forth whether all these people are going to do it. Then they decide, yeah, they're going to do it. And um, find the house, kill a few people. And they're like, oh, where's the money? Can't find the money. And then, yeah, they think they've been tricked. And then the main character, he, he kind of like clicks. That the woman said it is the house the money is the house so they start like tearing down the walls and there's just like money in every crevice of the walls and so okay. they, they start piling it into bags throwing it into a car and basically one of them I, from the character he perceived at the beginning i couldn't tell that he wanted all this money and he suddenly just became this money hungry guy this, like this is ben, affleck's ben affleck's character just became money hungry just kept putting it into bags and then one of the guys called him out and was like, you would never have done this if we're on the front lines. Why are you doing it now? Kind of thing. This is like, you always get hard. Yeah. And then, so, and then, lo and behold, there's someone who comes in and shoots one of their guys. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, oh, shit. Like, oh, he's, he's still alive, though, the guy. And then... Um, it's the bad guy they're after to shoot. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, okay. I didn't, I didn't clock that. And then, basically, they go after him. They kill the mate, the bad guy they wanted to kill. Uh, then they're like, Oh, the people are coming back. We're gonna have to just grab a few bags and run off. And then Ben Affleck's character is like, "No, we're gonna kill him and blah blah blah." So they kill him, kill all the bad guys. They get in the car with like 250 million pounds worth of cash, set all the house on fire, the rest of the cash, and they drive to this airfield. They give the informant three million. No, well, no, actually, no, take that. They, the heli- they get in this helicopter. And basically, they have to have all the bags of money in like a net, which is dangling from the helicopter. And the helicopter mm. technically can't carry the weight of everything at a certain altitude. So they're like, yeah, no, we'll give it a go. We'll give it a go. So everyone gets on. They drop the, the informant off, give her three million. And he tells her, like, basically, go to Australia. 
in he's discreetly saying that he's kind of he, he's like I'm never gonna see you again, but you kind of get the feeling he probably isn't. Um, and basically the rest of them get in the plane. For some bizarre reason, this guy decides to try and go over the Alps, and he knows he can't really get to the altitude. They drop off a load of uh, they just chuck loads of money in, down the mountain, and then the plane just kind of like hits out and just start, starts to malfunction. Uh, they drop all the money in this little village. The plane crashes. The helicopter crashes, sorry. And they get out and basically they have an argument with this with these village people. Ben Affleck's character's a bit too trigger-happy and he ends up killing one of them and then they have to kill loads of these people and start shit, what's happened? And then, then they basically negotiate and they say look give us some mules so we can like put our money on the mules and then we'll give you like money to pay up for all these people to basically kill so i think they give him a few million and then there's this one kid who won't get out of ben affleck's way because obviously he's pissed that his dad's just been killed which is rightly so but i felt like ben affleck's character had he been as trigger happy as he was before should have probably just killed the kid but he didn't um they're traveling, uh, they lose a, one of the mules going across a mountainside. I didn't see it, I assume the mule had money on it as yeah. well. And there's a little argument, I can see there's a bit of friction between the characters. Uh, carry on going. Then then they all make up, they make a campfire out of some of the money, <laughs> which they should have done. All fun and games. And then, um, then in the morning as they're walking, they just start getting shot at. And then, um, and then Ben Affleck's character dies. I didn't see that coming actually. No, I didn't see I that thought he would make it to the end. Yeah. 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 But the thing is though, he had he had the most to lose out of everyone. He had the kids he was looking after. Mm-hmm. So he kind of was like the character that if anyone was gonna die, probably him. Yeah, I would put I would put the other around for the living because he had the most to lose. Yeah, that's maybe. I, that's what I would that's what I thought going into. Maybe, yeah. But yeah, yeah you get shot in the head. Yeah, and, it, and uh, who killed the kid? Did he kill the kid? Uh, no, it was um oh, uh, main character. Main character. Yeah. yeah. And so basically, the kid dies, Ben Affleck's character's dead. And they get to this like, impasse where they're like, we can't take all this money with us. Because they let the donkey. I don't. Oh, they, they, can let... The the they can get the donkeys up the hill. So they let the donkeys go and just put all the money on the floor. And then um, the main character's like, yeah, we're just going to take the money through this village and just kill all the people. And, and then the. Another guy, one of the other characters is like, no, let's not do that because that's just stupid. What are you thinking? He's like, let's just grab a bag each and let's just go. And he's like, oh, yeah. And then there's like, it's like this thing where like, do we just let, let like, I assume they've got about 150 million left now. Do we let all this money go? They throw it, chuck it down a mountain <laughs> and they they do let it go. So they take, a, they take like a bag which has like a million or two in each. And... They just do an op to get out of the country. They make it out. Um, and basically, all the characters decide to give their money. Because basically, in order to get this money, they had to put it in some kind of like trust thing or this in another country. And then they would get regular payments from it as it, as it to look like a wage. So they decided to give all their money to the kids at Ben Affleck, Ben Affleck's kids. And um, then at the end, uh, one of the characters hands the main character like a piece of paper, and it has coordinates. And I'm assuming those coordinates are for where the money, what, where the money got hidden. So if the okay. main guy wants to go and get it, he can. 
Or what the main guys need to go and do is go to Australia and find this informant, which he obviously answered. And that's the end of the film. So does, the, does the heist happen right at the beginning then? Yeah, yeah, funnily enough, yeah, it happens literally right at the beginning. I was watching it. Oh, okay. I yeah. thought it would be like a build-up to the... Yeah, that's oh. exactly what I thought. And it was going really swimmingly. I was thinking like, oh, uh, it's really like easy. 30, 45 minutes in the film yeah. and then they're like getting all this money. I'm thinking like, okay, where's the like, where's the hardship? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And then they spend the rest yeah. of the film basically trying to get the money out of the country, which they obviously end up not. So it's a little bit of a different take on an, a pretty kind of standard action plot. Yeah. But well, what I can't I can't really tell from the way you're describing it whether you enjoyed it or not. It was okay. Um, it wasn't a bad film. I wouldn't say it was a very good film. It wasn't a bad one. Uh, what was what was the problem with it then? I don't know really. I wasn't that engaged by it. Like I feel like maybe because the highest happened at the beginning, mm. I was a bit like okay. And it just got a bit, it just got a bit crazy, and you just, I kind of just got the gist from like the get go that they weren't gonna last, this money wasn't gonna last, like something was gonna go, and everyone was saying like, uh, it's like it was like kind of like these people are gonna kill you, they find out you stole the money, and it's like some other woman's like, oh yeah, it's not just that guy's money you've stolen, it's other people's money. I just thought loads of people were gonna come after him, sorry, and kill him. I don't know, it, it was good. Was it good? What was yeah. the chemistry like between the leads? Because there's quite a lot of famous people in it, you were saying. Um, the issues were Ben Affleck just killing people. Uh, ben Affleck not leaving the house in time. Uh, then two guys had a fight because, like, obviously setting up the campfire. And then the main character just going a bit, it was going to go trigger happy. And then the other character kind of having to calm him down. Um Oh right, okay. He's a, he's a thing. Yeah, oh yeah. Um, and then like when the mule, when the mule got lost, and uh, as you, what the, so I don't know. What was your thought on it? I liked it. I thought it was alright. Um, I will say that I probably expected more just because of how strong the cast was. Yeah. Um, and what Gem was saying about chemistry, I felt like we didn't get enough uh, background to kind of um, contribute to the chemistry of the characters. So we only see them at the point of like, after, I'm sure after they've served together, sort yeah. of thing. So I don't feel, I feel like we didn't really get a any sort of a feeling of what they've been through. If that makes sense. So no, there's no there's no flashback to them actually in combat. Yeah, yeah. camaraderie. Yeah, yeah no. not not really much camaraderie. Like I got the feeling that they all like really respected um, Ben Affleck's character. He was like kind of their, like their leader. There was a couple of them who were saying like, if he's not in, then I'm not going to do it, sort of thing. Because I think he was their captain. Yeah. In the, in the army. Right. Plans and stuff. Yeah, and um, it was. I thought it was. I thought it was alright. Um, I enjoyed. The, I can't enjoy the fact that Benefit's character died because he's the biggest actor, so I thought he would make it to the end. Um, like we said earlier, and obviously he had the most to lose, so I assumed he'd make it to the end. Um, but I liked the fact that so he got greedy basically, and in a lot of times in this in these like sort of heist films, greed get, greed gets you killed. Yeah. So yeah. it was the fact that he was doing that, and then. Uh, the scene with um, in the village um, when he shoots a couple of the villagers, like, he is there. The villagers are like all crowding around the money, and he's kind of like get away, sort of thing, get away. And he's uh, a couple of other members of the team. They're like a bit further away. I think they've got like snipers, so they're ready to like, shoot if anything goes down. But then I think Ben Affleck got a bit startled, so he just started. And he's like, I'm gonna, I need to protect this money because I need this mm. for my family. And he just starts shooting, 
million pounds worth of value. They just kept losing money, losing more and more money. So, yeah, and like, even the fact that they weren't supposed to get as much money as they got, so like they ended up leaving with like two hundred million. I think they were only supposed to leave like, two, two, three million each. Yeah, two, three million each. Oh right, okay. Like, they just kept kept going to more walls. Like um, there was like dozens of bags loaded up, and Ben Affleck was still digging into walls of the house to try and get more money. All the captains were like, "We've got enough. We still have to put these bags in the yeah. in the van sort of thing. Why are you still digging for more?" And he's like, "No, we can just get a few more. Don't worry, we can get a few more." Yeah, you got greedy, and then yeah, he died. So, yeah. <laughs> so, so is there um, from the film? Like, can you see why it wasn't released in cinemas? Um, like, does this film suit the Netflix release model, or? Um, I feel like I've seen worse films than this in the cinema. Yeah. I okay. Feel like, I feel like this is this is it wasn't tons of action scenes. That might be maybe one of the reasons why. Not in cinema, I guess. Um, but I don't know. I feel like Netflix have, in a like in the way Netflix kind of have to like diversify their because I haven't really seen a Netflix original film that's like a high stash war film like this. So I think they've done well to kind of like add it to their to their catalog. Sort of yeah. Thing. Mm. I don't know. What do you think of Netflix's kind of catalog at the moment? Like. Um... Because again, like listening back to old uh, episodes, we were saying like, oh, you know, their film stuff isn't that strong, um, all that sort of thing. But, you know, with the, I think recently there's been like quite a lot of true crime documentaries. Um, They've got like series such as Umbrella Academy and Afterlife and now, you know, Triple Frontier, things like that. Do you think that they're improving or do you think they're just throwing money at anything and, you know, seeing what sticks? I think it's a bit of both. To be I think there are some series where you're like, oh wow, they've done really well. It's like the Academy. And even the ones that, you know, that are inverted commas originals, you know, besides the good ones you. Yeah. And like even some of these films are okay as well. But then there are other, and obviously they're doing a lot of the documentary stuff. They obviously they got that um, Fire Festival, Flat Earth thing, Madeline McCann, all stuff like that. Stuff that people are interested in. I think they've got the right market. Yeah. But then at the same time, yeah but i guess even even like even if it is crap they're still you know people are still watching it aren't they because like i watched the first episode of that madeline mccann documentary and i didn't really enjoy it um i thought the, the subject matter is really interesting um and obviously the fact that she's not been found yet it's like you know a bit of a mystery but they just kept going off on tangents they said talking about the fucking history of alba Fura and thank you i was like <laughs> I was like, what? There's like 20 minutes talking about that. And I was thinking like, what the fuck? Like, I was like, this is so them? irrelevant. Oh, mate, I was getting so bored. Wait, what are you talking about now? Madden McAndrew. Oh, uh, have you finished it? No, we watched the first episode. But it didn't engage me. Like, you know, like things up the staircase. It's, um, you know, that's like a true crime one. And straight away, you're like hooked. You're like, oh shit, did this guy do it? Or what? And I thought, I thought this would be more kind of conspiratorial. Um, I feel like they can't do that though. I feel like it can't be too conspiratorial because it's like slander. And I feel like, because we don't know enough about the whole situation, it's just a lot of speculation. Like, I'm going to guess... Depends, it depends if they're presenting this opinion or conspiracy as fact, because... They're not, though, know, are they? That's the no, fact. but, like, so they can have people saying, oh, I think, you know, because there are different theories about what happened. They could say, you know, we could have one person say, I think it was the parents. They could have another person can say, you? oh. Can you have that? 
Well, I guess it's an opinion. Like, yeah, it's a documentary that millions of people are going to see. Can you... They've got a documentary about flat earthers. I know it's less controversial, but you know these are people saying, yeah, the earth is flat. And it's like... Yeah, but that's not, not... That's not slaughtering them, though, is it? This is... This is... This is two people who have left their child in a room and their child has been, in, in air quotes, abducted. Uh, I think if you have people who are who do say, I think it was terrible, you do open yourself Yeah. And I think the problem we've got is that we, the fact of the matter is, a lot of these documentaries that you see on Netflix or whatever channel you watch, you usually have a definitive ending to them. That you usually know what's happening. Yeah. Uh, how how making a murderer is maybe a bit different, but that's an ongoing case. So like there is evidence to be looked at. Well, in this case, it, by the sound of the first episode, all the evidence was fucking ruined because people yeah. went yeah. out the room, just whatever they wanted to do. And I'd, I mean, to be honest, how, how many episodes did you watch, Ben? Just the one. Just the one, and you've watched one as well. Like I think it's in the first episode they describe how they entered the next the children's room when they're checking on them. Yeah, uh, I think that is just madness. Absolutely insanity. But to go and check on your child every hour, but not actually check on your child, I think is ridiculous. Like, I know that I know the whole holiday had um, it, it. It was their like thing that you leave your child in the room and the nannies come round. If you're going to check on your child every hour, surely you actually go into the room and see that your children are alright, mm. rather than coming to the door. Hearing one of them like take a like a little cackle or something and then leaving the room. Like, she's ridiculous. Yeah. Ridiculous. How many episodes have you seen then? I think I'm on episode four. And are you enjoying it? Like, does it act, does it get I'm better? I'm not engaged. I'm not that engaged, and I think it's because I know there's no definitive ending. I know there's not going to be a definite ending like, ever. Unless they True. suddenly reopen this case and actually, because there's like the, the, okay, well. What I mean is, like, if solved. there's solved, yeah, and I, I just feel like in my lifetime it's not going to be solved. I just feel like, unless the McCann's bring out some, like, book or write a note before they die that they did it or they sold their child off to some. They should do what OJ did. Like, we didn't kill her, but if we did kill her, this is how we would do yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but like, so, so, what's what I struggle to understand then is what's the point of this documentary if it's not shedding new evidence or anything like that? Show, I feel like it's to show. That the whole mystery mystery behind it, and it gets people talking. Like the amount of feeds I've seen about Madeline McCann pop up now is insane. Like old school feeds that from when she when it happened, it like come up and that people on Twitter are just going off on it and like having their own conspiracy theories. It's like, like I think some people even saying like this this area that this this these this place is in is like a well known like drug trafficking sex area for like. Uh, these gangs and stuff and I've got oh, never heard this before like where did this come from kind of thing like and I think it's it's interesting as well because there's points in the documentary where people are actually accused mm. I, don't, I don't think I've got up to that point but I think people are accused and it's like whoa you've just started accusing people and like where did that come from or that's a bit rude to accuse someone like, like it just I feel like it highlights how you could actually just ruin someone's life by um, accusing them just because you need someone to accuse kind of thing. Yeah. I don't. Uh, it's it's. A, I think it's just a really fucked up weird scenario, and I feel like most people probably think. Sad to say, I feel like most people probably think Adam McCann's dead. 
Uh, and I think most people really think Ferret had some involvement in it. But whether it was an accident, whether it was she was sold, or whether they purposely killed her, I don't know. But it seems like they have benefited from it massively. Like, money, monetary value, monetary-wise, they seem to have benefited. And Do you they think, you, have, think you'll continue watching it? I think I will, just because I want to see all the evidence and stuff. Like, it's nice to, it's not nice, it's interesting to put your own, like, puzzle together. And mm. to kind of, I want to know what I end up thinking about it. Because I do genuinely think, like, I know it's almost like the thing where you'll always be sad for the loss. You can't live a life of sadness, otherwise you kind of just like you're not living. And that, but then the McCanns, on the other hand, I don't know how long they were actually sad for on this documentary. It doesn't seem like they were showing much sort of sadness for the scenario. I don't know, maybe it's just me. It seems detrimental that um, they don't have any input from Jerry or Kate McCann in this. Yeah, you know, you, you never get their perspective. They've got no chance to rebuttal against any of this, do they? They refuse, they refuse to be a part of it. Maybe that's telling in itself. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. There was something on Facebook, there's like 49 questions you can go and answer. It's just like, just answer the bloody questions. Like, you want your child back, answer the questions if you get your child back. Yeah. It's insane. But yeah, it makes no sense at all. Um, do you think you two will watch any more of it? I don't know. If it's anything like the first episode, no. Because I was like, if I wanted to watch the history of Alba Fura, I'd watch like a Michael Palin documentary. You know, not. I just want to know the conspiracies or the the theories behind Madeleine McCann's disappearance. I don't give a flying fuck about the history of the area and all that sort of stuff. Unless it's like vitally important to the context of this. But from what I saw from episode one, half of it wasn't. And they got this like journalist guy who looks like Shaggy um like just wandering around and there's like just random people that seem to be like self-important they're like oh i'm on tv you know nah the first episode didn't grip me so unless you get to the end of it and you're like oh my god there's this new theory or new information i probably won't well i probably won't watch it immediately so probably won't that's fine i still haven't finished watching ted bundy one oh yeah what about what's the order? Who's been watching that? Yeah, it's me. Um, it's a Netflix series, I believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because last time I said the Netflix, uh, two play Netflix, said they were ahead and playing else. So. Um, it's like it's about magic and mystical beasts, that kind of thing. And it's about this guy, a kid, should I say? I don't know, I can't remember how old he is. And basically, he lives with his grandfather and his mother's dead and they believe the reason for his mother's death is his father and his father is the he's like the leader of this thing called the order and magic isn't in the even in the equation at this point when we start the series um so the kid gets into this school he the kid tries to like attack him but i think he just got rude to him and you can see that this this guy has got a lot of He's quite experienced in fighting because he can get hit and he takes the guy down. He bumps into this uh, pretty blonde girl and she's like a tour guide to school. And he basically knows more about the school than she does. And he's taken over the tour. And basically, he speaks to her because he thinks he figures out that she's part of the order. And he basically says he's part of it. And so they 
these kids, a few of them get the chance to be become part of the order and they've got a complete task or a trial. Um, he fails. And anyone who fails, they get their memories erased with this magic dust. And basically the girl decides not to erase his memory fully. And he's like, no, no, give me another chance, give me another chance. She's like, I can't, it's not up to me, blah, blah, blah. And basically, he then figures out that there's werewolves. So werewolf attacks him. And it's, I think, it's werewolves that are being... Uh, so basically, all the people who become part of the order, the new people, are getting killed. And it's because of these werewolves. And one thing leads to another. And the, the main character uh, stumbles upon this house, goes into this house. Within, and then he finds this room with, like, three boxes of a few boxes the box that kind of shakes about and he's like oh what's in there like, like, no one would ever do that but, and it's a werewolf skin and basically they've got a different spin on werewolves so basically the werewolf skin attaches to you and then become a werewolf and, <laughs> and right okay you can't take it off so yeah so this show sounds really fucking weird yeah and then he's so he's a werewolf and but he's part of this magic and then he basically becomes part of the order and a few people have died, and he's basically he's a, he's a werewolf. So he's kind of come to terms with being a werewolf, trying to control it. Cause he's, he's trying to kill people, and then on the other side of that, he's trying to sort out this magic thing and try and find his father. And yeah, uh, I've seen it all. I'll show you the ending if you want. Um, a lot of trials and tribulations, like throughout the whole thing, as you do. Uh, the father wants this special book that can give him like unlimited power, and basically. The werewolf skin that's on the guy's back is part of the book. If the werewolf skin comes apart from someone, you die. So ripped out of him, goes and attaches to the book. He's like dead. Then they attach another werewolf skin to him and he comes back to life. Blah, 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 back and forth. This guy gets un- this unlimited power. It's pretty grim actually, yeah. So they all go to this the order, the place where the order is, and they're trying to stop the guy from like, playing the book. So the blonde girl actually comes on his side. And um, steals the book, runs out, drops the book, guy picks it up, and then the granddad, who thinks his kid's dead, goes up with a shotgun, goes to shoot the, the grand priest guy, who's the kid's dad. The guy stops the bullets and then just like pushes like a wave, like nothing, and it just makes the granddad explode. <laughs> Dies. It's like, well, okay, what's happened there? And basically, they all have this plan. Basically, air quote, think they've destroyed the book. This woman who's part of the order works with the werewolves to try and destroy this book. And basically what happens is, they all think they're all friends and everything. But what happens is the order people then erase all the... the this blonde girl and the guy falling in love. And she kisses him, says I love you, and whispers something in his ear. And she blows the dust in his face. Makes him forget everything that he's just been through. And... They do the same to all the other werewolves, just the four of them, and they steal their magical artifacts from the werewolves hide out and take it with them. And then you find out the woman's also got the books. And that's how it ends. So is it set up for a season two? It's set up for a season two. So the basically the older people have a new grand priestess, I guess, if that's what they call it, female version. Uh, or, or I can't remember what they named what the name of it is. But she's got the book, but she's hidden it away because I don't think she actually wants to use it. She just wants to have it. And they've stolen all the werewolf stuff. 
No, I don't know. If, I don't even know if the four werewolves know their werewolves as well. And see, the guy is no longer part of the order and can't remember anything. So I'm kind of like, it wasn't the worst series, it wasn't the best series. It was an interesting one. I kind of actually want to see how the next series continues because I want to know okay. if it's just going to be a massive pop out and he just suddenly, oh, he sees something and he's like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. What are the uh, what's the effects like in terms of transformation into a werewolf and all the magic and all that sort of stuff? Like it's quite a good effects actually. Yeah, pretty good. Well, it's pretty good. And it, and does it come across as like silly as it sounds, or do they play it quite straight? And it's they try and make it a bit dark actually. So it's um, basic magic always comes with a consequence. So they start using this symbol. This in the like first or second episode, hopefully in the third episode, and basically. It's whatever I want it to be. So if I, I perceive it to you as money, but anything that you do, it then so like so for example, I think one of them gave a pizza guy some money, and then the pizza guy got beaten the shit out. Of him. You don't see it, you just hear it, kind of thing. And then um, like it's quite gory as well in terms of like how they kill people. Well, what's this symbol mean? I think it's just like a substitute, so you can make it whatever you want it to be. So, uh, money, no, it turns it into money actually. I think it's just money. So they, you, they write you, a piece of paper, this symbol, and it receives to that person money. Oh no, right. and he uses it on an essay as well. So it's whatever you want it to be. So he writes this symbol and then it gives it to the teacher, and then the teacher sees it as this really good essay. But then the teacher goes a bit mad and tries to kill his own wife, and the kid has to go and save the wife, and then ends up turning to well killing the teacher. Yeah. So the symbol also leads to violence. Yeah. So there's some magic. Magic, there's always a like consequence. Price, a price for magic. So if you don't give up your blood, like a bit of your blood, it's form magic. Okay. Up, I feel like you've got to give something else up. Like, yeah. Okay. Uh, I don't I don't think you've sold it to me, to be honest. But Was I ever going to sell, sell a supernatural TV series to you? I don't know. I started watching that Hemlock Grove back in the day on Netflix. Started. I feel like that says it all, really. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, should we talk about uh, a latest release? So, should we, have you seen Us, Chris? No, go ahead, though. So, Us is the latest film from Jordan Peele, who wrote and directed Get Out. Uh, Obi, you've seen this film, haven't you? Yeah. So, this film follows uh, Lupita Nyong'o and Winston Duke uh, as a mother and father uh, and their family um, they're vacationing in by the coast um, and basically they become terrorized by their doppelgangers uh, so it's sort of like part home invasion thriller part kind of I don't even know what you call it like semi like monster movie but you know they're the doppelgangers they're like the evil version of themselves um, and yeah, uh, it kind of flashes between 1986 when uh, Lupita Nongo's character Adelaide is a child and she goes missing and encounters her doppelganger for the first time and the present day of, you know, the doppelgangers taking over and, and uh, their, their fight for survival. So what did you think of it as a whole, Obi? Because you're not really a horror film fan and I think you were quite kind of uh, apprehensive before going to see this film. Um, yeah, that's a good one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, um, I actually 
was debating whether or not I was going to go watch it quite a lot. Um, and then I finally went to the cinema and then I got a text from Ant telling me that it's not that scary. So I was like, okay, cool. You put my mind at ease a little bit now. So, yeah. yeah. It's more, it's not that scary, but it's more creepy, I would say. Yeah. Uh, I, it's not for me, um, to be honest. Like, I didn't really like it, but that doesn't mean it's not a good film. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's a, it's a decent film. I feel like I feel like it's one of them ones where you need to maybe watch. It. I'm not going to do this, but <laughs> but you need to maybe watch it a couple of times to kind of uh, fully get it, if that makes sense. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. Um, I did. Yeah, I found it very creepy when I afterwards when I finished watching it. I made sure I locked my car when I got into the uh, <laughs> when I was in the car park in case my doppelganger came, came about. And, yeah. Um, but yeah, I think it's fine. Um, I think um, Lupita um, put in a really good performance, I think. I think. And yeah. I was interested in the story, even though I feel like I feel like Jordan Peele didn't do a good enough job of explaining it. Yeah, I, I think I agree with that. Yeah. Um, and I, a part of me hoped that it was kind of like in the same world as Get Out, but yeah, I didn't. I, I agree with you. I think Lupita Nyong'o's performance was the best thing about it. Like, the way that she encapsulated both the, uh, you know, the, the doppelganger, you know, with that weird voice she puts on. Yeah, um, yeah, that was, like, that was really creepy. And, like, all the the other, all the doppelgangers have, like, wider eyes and, like, creepier smiles. Um, so I thought the premise was quite strong. Um, but I was quite disappointed with it um i feel like the trailer and the poster are a lot scarier than the film um i feel like jordan peele's tried to include too much comedy in it and that took away from any tension that the film had um so you know with horror especially like home invasion films it's all about like where are the characters like they're going to jump out any moment but when you've got like um fuck the police playing or you know, characters just like making jokes. It sort of like cuts all the tension. You're sort of like, oh, okay, they're clearly not that scared, so I'm not going to be that scared. Um, and I feel like that was to the detriment of the film because I think it could have been quite scary, and I just don't think it delivered on on its promise. Mm. Um, and I also didn't really get it. Yeah, like there was a lot of stuff, and I was just like, what? Why are they doing that? Like, so the whole hands across America thing. Yeah, I just didn't get it. Like, I don't know. Like, I think you sent in the text afterwards. You're like, I think there's a deeper meaning, but I just don't understand it. Yeah. And I'm the same. I'm, I'm literally. I'm like, why are all these doppelgangers coming to the surface and just holding hands? Like, I really. I think that was because of. So, like, right at the beginning, um, I watched a video on this. So, like, this isn't my own memory. Right at the beginning of the film, um, uh, Adelaide, she's watching a, a commercial. And yeah. And it's for that hands across America thing, which was a thing in like 1986 when um, all across America, like I don't know, like six million people decided to all hold hands for 15 minutes or something like that. Which I think is like the thing that actually happened. So I think it's something to do with that. But what <laughs> I don't understand is why the doppelganger of everybody would come from underground to the surface, kill their originals, and then just hold hands. I think they. I think it was uh, Adelaide. Well. Adelaide, inverted commas, who, yeah. was, um, <laughs> who was um, 
like telling them to, I think she let she led it basically I think it's all her idea and they all just um went went by her her command I think I don't just, know why there was just I just wanted more explanation for it and also you know and spoilers here obviously but the fact that you say Adelaide in inverted commas yeah. that also didn't make sense to me so you find out that Chris do you care are you gonna watch this are you sure? Yeah, yeah it's, it's a pretty big twist. Yeah, it's fine. It's okay. fine. Yeah. Are you sure? Yeah, it, no, we will it's... literally. You will not be able to watch this film the same way if you know what we're about to say. It's fine. Are you sure? Okay, right. That's, well, that's yeah. So at the beginning of the film, you see young Adelaide get lost in a house of mirrors. She encounters a doppelganger. It's then revealed right at the end that the doppelganger drags her away, and they basically swap places. So the Adelaide we've seen is actually Shadow Adelaide, the doppelganger. But again, Red, yeah. Uh, I saw that in the credits. I was like, didn't know that. But again, it makes it didn't really make much sense to me because wait, you know, oh, when you... one of the scary ones is actually one of the real ones. Yeah. Yeah. So so the the doppelganger who comes to try and kill her so is real Adelaide. Yeah, so Adelaide, who we've, who's uh, the normal one, basically, she was the fake the, the fake one, but she took her the real one's place and then eventually you know, assimilated, because she was like eight or nine at the time. So eventually she learned how to be like a normal person. So we grow up, we see her, she's normal. We think she's, oh yeah, she's normal. Yeah. And the other one, because I, I assume because she spent all that time the time the... in the untethered, with the untethered, yeah. she just turned into yeah. one of them. But there was a point going. I don't know if you felt the same. Firstly, did you see the twist coming? Yes, I did. did you? From, from I thought I thought it would sort of be. I thought the switch would happen later. I thought when they were fighting, I thought when we see Adelaide come up from the surface that she would like you should be driving back and she would like have that croaky voice or something. I thought it would end with her being the um, the shadow one. I just didn't think the switch would happen when she was a child that makes sense yeah i thought see i was a bit different so i thought so i don't know if you noticed but there was a few points where when um adelaide was fighting she kind of let those like primal sounds out yeah so i thought she was turned i thought the thing at the end was going to be that she kind of like went a bit mental and turned into one of the untethered people obviously i was pretty far off so why are the untethered people untethered well so basically they explained that um humans decided they managed to perfect like cloning people um but they were not able to clone a soul so they basically just had these shells of people um but because they were duplicate copies of real people they were able to actually control them so if one person did one action in the underground um it would be repeated by the person above ground so it was like a puppet. So I think the idea was that they were going to like control people, but then they abandoned, they abandoned the the scheme, and, and all these tethered people were just left. It's not, so, it's not abandoned. Well. So basically, the woman who's untethered, who has no soul, goes into the real world, has a life, basically has a soul, because she's had a married life, and then later fights off against the real one, who is not untethered but has become untethered because of who she stayed with. And I assume they win the fight or they swap places again? They don't swap. No. So 
yeah, kind of Shadow Adelaide is the one that remains kind of in the real world. Um, but I just didn't really get that either because you see, so it's, you know, the untethered are quite like malevolent people. And when you see Shadow Adelaide as a little girl in the back of her parents' car after she gets found from being missing, she's got like a really evil grin. And I thought that she would have some like big plan, you know, like some big evil plan that she wanted to do. Mm. But no, then when you, that, that's why the twist at the end for me didn't really work. Cause I was like, so you've seen Adelaide as a woman who has sort of this PTSD about losing her children and all of that. But that doesn't make sense if she is shadow Adelaide, because it was that Adelaide that got say, lost. The way I see it is that she was afraid that going back to that beach in that area would result in those um, shadow people coming and taking her children, which I assume she, you know, she actually does give a shit about. And how did the shadow people have so? So Adelaide was replaced when she was what, like eight, yeah. so, uh, by another eight-year-old Adelaide, yeah. 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 So these clones can grow just like us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so they mimic everything we do in real life. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. So it's like, how do they have kids and get married? Yeah, yeah, like, literally. So it's, it's like a, basically like a parallel universe sort of thing. So everything that they do above ground happens below ground, but it just looks really zombie-like. Uh, okay, right. <laughs> because, because Shadow Adelaide was, well, the doppelganger who tries to kill Adelaide, she says, when you married uh, Gabe, who's her husband, I was then forced into a marriage with his shadow. So, you know, and, and she kind of resented that. And she was like, when you gave birth and had all doctors to help you, I had to do it by myself. I had to give myself a cesarean and I gave birth to a monster and all that sort of stuff. But I don't know, just the ending, like the twist, I did see it coming, but I was also a bit like underwhelmed by it because if the Adelaide that we've seen in fact the whole film is the doppelganger, then the doppelgangers aren't that scary. They, they're not that evil because she was just a normal person. I think, I think that's kind of, point of it as well. I don't think the doppelgangers are necessarily supposed to be scary. I think there's some sort of me- again, like I, said, I feel like there's some sort of double meaning behind this, but we don't really know what it is. <laughs> right. I feel like I need to watch like a, a YouTube Easter egg video on it or something and then that'll tell me the I feel like the the subtext of it is more difficult to understand than get out. Like get out you it was quite easy to be like, oh yeah, this is actually representing this or blah blah blah. But I think this is either a lot more subtle or just a lot less well explained. Um, because, I yeah. Think, I don't think it was particularly well explained. I think I was just watching it and I was like, I, don't, I know he's trying to say something, but I don't know what it is. Yeah. Um, because, yeah, if like a doppelganger has successfully infiltrated the real world through Adelaide, like, great. Mm. Like, so she doesn't want anything evil. Yeah, I don't know. I just, I was just a bit like, okay, I don't really get it. And the whole, yeah, hands across America thing was just like, okay, that they've they've literally murdered people to just hold hands. Like, okay, I thought they were gonna like try and steal people's identities and and like, you know, infiltrate society in like a really, uh, you know, insidious way, but they didn't. I don't know. I just feel like there was a lot more that I could have seen from it. Um, yeah, I don't know, and I also don't think the uh, the children were particularly great actors. I thought the girl was fine. I thought the boy was very, very good because like the camera's on his face a lot, and he's just standing there like 
yeah. doesn't look bothered. I'm like, are you supposed to be scared or I don't know? There was just a lack of kind of fear from from any of the characters. It was like you're being hunted by your doppelgangers, and they're just like, do I yeah. care? <laughs> Yeah, that's how I felt about the boy. Yeah. yeah, so I don't know. I think maybe maybe it does need a rewatch or, like you said, a deeper explanation of what he was trying to achieve. Because um, you know, there's the reference to Jeremiah eleven eleven. Yeah. Um, I was I've kind of looked up what it means, and it's um, sorry, I'm just trying to get it up again. Da, da, da. Sorry, I can't find it now. Classic. Um, riveting listening. So yeah, it says, Therefore, thus saith the Lord, Behold, I will bring evil upon them, which they shall not be able to escape, and through they shall cry unto me, I will not hearken unto them. Um, Apparently something to do with like, yeah, so, I mean, I don't really understand that either, what that means, but, so, you know, there's reference to underground and not being able to escape, and all, all of the doppelgangers wear like this red uniform that looks pretty prison-like, so. See, I thought, so I watched a video, and they had a slightly different take on that, so that it was that, so you know, um, right at the beginning, um, Adelaide asked for the, the Thriller Michael Jackson uh, t-shirt. Yeah. So the, 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 they think that the video thought that the reason they went, had the red suits and had the one glove was to mimic the fact that she loved Michael Jackson as a kid. And in the thriller video, he's got wearing the all red jumpsuit and he's got the one white glove. Oh, really? Yeah. Interesting. But I don't really know what the scissors, they all had scissors. I don't really know what that was supposed to represent. Maybe that's to cut, to like literally untether. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, again, like, I don't know. I feel like. Maybe it's a good thing that this is all quite subtle, mm. you know. Maybe maybe it shouldn't be so obvious, and for like everyone to get it. Maybe that's the whole point. But I don't know. I just feel like yeah. I think also just disappointed that it wasn't very scary. Um, because yeah, the <laughs> with the trailers made it look pretty freaky, and I was like, oh yeah, this is gonna be a good horror film. But in the end, it wasn't. It wasn't as good as Get Out, in my opinion. No, um, I agree. But that's quite high standards to to hold it against. Mm. Do you want to talk to us about what men want, Obi? Uh, yeah, quickly, because it's not really much. Whether you mentioned that much. Um, so it's a film starring Taraji P. Henson uh, as a woman who is a um, sports agent. Yeah, sports agent. But basically, like, all her big clients, she's a really dominant woman. She's like a stereotypical, she got the very stereotypical like um, male persona. She's a woman. She was raised by um, just her dad, and she doesn't. She doesn't get along with men. Uh, none of her big clients are really men or women, and she gets passed over to be a partner in her in her agency, sports agency, even though um, she's like one of the best agents there. And then she's like really pissed off about it, blah blah. blah. And she uh, goes to see a psychic who gives her some funky teeth, and then she gets knocked out, and then she's able to read men's thoughts. And she, uh, tries to, and she tries to use this to her advantage in her um, love life and in her work life to try and get this big um, this big NBA star's um, signature. So obviously she's like reading his mind and 
reading everyone else's mind to try and like, you know, scheme and maneuver a way to get what she wants, basically. Um, but she kind of, she kind of basically oversteps her power. She ends up getting this guy who she really likes and his son, and she makes them. Well, she pretends that they're his husband. Um, it's his husband and her child to um, impress uh, one of this NBA star to try and get him to sign with her, and that will basically blow up in her face. You know, um, this guy is more of like a uh, more modern male, like he's very open, like discussing his feelings and stuff like that. And his wife died, and he's like quite emotional, and um, he's like really hurt that Faraji's um, character like, used him. Like, uh, and um, yeah, she feels really shit about it. And um, she goes to like some, she goes to a wedding, and because uh, she can read the mind of her of her friend's husband, uh, husband to be, she like knows that he's like cheated on her and stuff. So she's at the wedding, she just starts like saying, "Oh yeah, he's cheated on you." So it's telling all her, all her friends, yeah, your husband cheated on you as well. Your husband's gay, blah blah. blah. <laughs> um, and then yeah, she they all get in a fight at, at the church, and then she ends up uh, knocking herself out, again, and then she comes back to, and she hasn't got the power anymore. And then she basically goes back and tries to rectify all the mistakes that she made. And yeah, that's pretty much the, the gist of it. Com- uh, was it com- funny? Com- um, it's funny in parts. Um, it's quite um. Uh, what's the- it's quite, um, there's, a, there's a bit of sexual humor, quite a bit of sexual humor, I would say. Um, and yeah, I suppose it's not, it's not like super like best comedy I've ever seen, but you know, it generated a few laughs for me. You know? And I like, a, I like, a, a thing. Have you ever, this is a gender flip on, um, a film called What Women Want with Mel Gibson. Yeah, I've never Have seen it. Ever, oh, okay. Does this film comment on masculinity, toxic masculinity, anything like that, or? It does a little bit actually because the fact that pretty much uh, all the other partners um, and all the other, all, pretty much she's like pretty much the only female agent there. They're pretty much everyone else is men. They don't invite her to their poker game. Um, obviously, she gets passed up to be a partner because I think she's because she's a woman. And so yeah, they do comment on the fact that it's a bit of a boys' club sort of thing, and they only like uh, they only like treat their own, I guess, like uh, well. And yeah, she, she talks about how she always had to like fight as, like twice as hard as every other man to try and get as high as where the other men are. Like, having to, and then because of that, she hasn't been able to like focus on when they have relationships and stuff like that. And she's always had bad relationships with men because in her work life, she's always been up against them. So in her personal life, she can't really like, feel the things like that. Um, okay. So yeah, yeah, it does come in on that uh, fair bit. Fair, fair Would you recommend it? Um, not to go to the cinema. Maybe if it's on, if it comes on Netflix, it give it a watch. But I wouldn't. I wouldn't say yeah. Go spend ten pound at the cinema to go and watch it. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. I, I, I wonder if many films justify their the cinema price anymore. Apart from like the yeah. big box blockbusters, but like you know, if you'd spend like ten pound, watch. I don't know. I'm, that's why I'm glad I've got the limitless pass because. Some films I watch, I'm like, I'm so glad I would never have paid for that. <laughs> yeah, so. so. <laughs> well, this one, I haven't really watched much. I haven't watched anything I've only since watched, I've like, got it, man. Captain Marvel. Yeah, you're struggling. Man. I've only watched like three films this month, I think. I'm, I'm slacking a bit. Not the next one, I feel like it's going to be a uh, big, big one. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll see you at Endgame at least twice. So. Yeah. <laughs> There's also like Hellboys coming out, um, Pet Cemetery. Yeah. Um, um, what did you say, sorry? Shazam. 
Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Shazam. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I guess. Oh, Dumbo also. So oh, you yes. know, there's a few things coming out. Hopefully you oh, can. I make a film about you, Glenn. <laughs> Wee, good Wee. one, mate. Wee. Wee, solid one. Um, <laughs> so yeah, at least you know you could utilize your past a little bit. Um, and like you said, you're locked in for a year anyway. So um, I feel uh, like there's not been a screen unseen for a while. No, there hasn't. To be fair, not since uh, there was one. There was one film called Wild Roses that I never saw. That was in February, the start of February, I think. Yeah, I haven't one since then. Mm-hmm. It's not that many films being released, so it's <laughs> annoying though because um, some so people I follow on Twitter and a lot of them they've got Cinema World unlimited passes and they're getting an unlimited screening of Shazam next week, and I'm like, I added Odin. I was like, I Odin, like, what are you doing? Sort of thing, like, come on. <laughs> Is it all your, your, comp- your competitors are, are well ahead of you? What's going on? Where, where is Cineworld? <laughs> there, there was a Cineworld in Bromley, but they got rid of it. And is there one at Bromley Corner Road? No, that's for you. Yeah. Um, you, should, you should get a pass. Yeah, they are, they are the best kind of cinema chain, um, in my opinion. You in Bromley to... Yeah, those seats are soft. Do you want to talk about Abduction or Blue Exorcist, Chris? Or um, Backy? Um, 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 yeah, go on then. Uh, I'll talk about Backy, because I'd like to throw a bit of anime in there. Um, so I think I spoke about Backy before. Netflix has only got, like... It's a Net- I'm pretty sure it's a Netflix series. The Netflix UK only has 12 of the episodes on there, when there, I think there are 24 episodes. Okay. Uh, for the first season or the first part of the season, I don't know how they're going to do it. So I found the site I watched on, and I watched the rest of it. Basically, like a recap, Baki is the... I think he's the world's strongest fighter. Or he's... that Wherever, wherever he's based, he's the strongest fighter. Mm. Um, trying to see the time. Um, and basically, they've let out four convicts, no, five convicts who are on death row, and basically they've got five really strong fighters and they basically said to these death row people, like, you want to you wanna know what it feels like to be defeated? So here's your chance. Go up against the strongest fighters. Use whatever means necessary. Uh, and you can start as soon as you leave this building. And so I think where, we, where I left it, um, Baki hasn't, hasn't done any much fighting at this point and some of the death row inmates are already dead or in some cases lost their memory so they felt death and then they their brain reverted it to baby stage so it uh, I don't know there's some weird complicated explanation and like these people are just like superhuman like one guy gets shot in the like the, the cheek and like carries on fighting uh, yeah it's just it's mad but it's it's, it's interesting Basically, where I left off, we were about to see Baki actually get into a fight. So now where you still really haven't seen much about him. But what we found out now is that his dad is the world's strongest fighter. And his dad is really good mates with Muhammad Ali, Muhammad Ali's son. And um, and uh, Baki beat his brother in a tournament. And that uh, Baki's Baki, I couldn't quite link the two, but I feel like this, the guy who's just come back into the series is Baki's brother. He's like had body modifications, so he's like a giant now. Um, 
and basically, if I remember correctly, they defeated all the the, the death row people. And but Baki has have been poisoned. He's lost a lot, a lot of his body mass, and there's no like at the moment. I feel like there's going to be a cure, but at the moment there is no cure for it. So this uh guy from a because whenever they introduce a new fighter who's like a convert in air quotes a good guy, um they say like what martial art they do and what they're a master of. Can't remember what the last one was. Basically, this guy gets back to take a test while he's like poisoned. And he passes the test and then they basically say we want you to enter this tournament to become the next. Can't remember, again, I can't remember the name of it. To become the next like head of this this kind of martial art or to be in training to become the head and basically Baki's like oh, I'm not sure I'm going to do it Baki's girlfriend's like don't do it you're going to kill yourself and then they find out that Baki's dad in it and Baki's sole aim is to be better than his dad beat his dad so Baki wins that's basically where the series ends um, that's, yeah. that's season one that's season one yeah um yeah, because basically, Baki, the reason Baki's poisoned is he went up against this martial artist who, every day, this guy punches some poison and then rinses his skin and does this for, like, seven hours. So, basically, anyone he punches gets poisoned. But Baki's got, like, a really strong, like, immune system because of all his muscles and stuff. So, when Baki arms, hands, hands with him in a fighting move, it didn't affect him straight away and Baki was able to beat the guy. But then... Now it's taken its hit on them. Does yeah. this does this anime do anything different for the genre? Because a lot of animes that you watch are about like someone trying to become like the best fighting champion or something. You yeah, know, like not really much different to be honest. Um, I thought it was it's interesting how they've made these people cartoons so susceptible. Like some of the fights, obviously, all most animations are realistic. This one just takes it to like a little bit another level. Uh, yeah, this is just an interesting one. I don't know what to say about it. Really. Okay. Then well, we a like, martial arts tournament kind of one, so it's like a new take on it for me. So, uh, well, kind of related to anime is um, Love, Death, and Robots, which is an anthology on Netflix. Uh, Obi, you've seen some of it. Chris, have you seen any of it? I think I watched the first episode. Okay. Um, the episode different, so I don't yeah, know. Yeah, apparently the order that you see, there's one of four orders, and Netflix apparently chooses it at random for you. Um, so, Did that say why? No, I don't know why. Um, <laughs> it's just like, it's literally just 18. Was it? Yeah, I don't think the matter is what, what um, you're watching. No. But yeah, I don't know. Is there... I've not seen all 18, I've only seen four of them, but they don't seem to have, like, an overarching thing. I thought maybe they'd all link somehow. Um, but so the one I saw, one was, like, this woman um, is fighting, uh, it's like a monster fighting championship, and, like, the humans can control the monsters through his earpiece. Um, and there's this shady guy, and he's trying to get her to, um, her name's Sonny, he's trying to get her to lose on purpose, uh, to, like, yeah. take a, a backhand bribe. Pardon? I watched half of this one. Oh, right. Um, and then, like, but but then she doesn't, like, she she wins. Um, and so then the guy sends his assistant to try and seduce her. Um, and then ends up, this assistant ends up killing her. Um, 
and then he's like goading her he's like ha 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 you know you know your pride was it worth your life um and then he hears her voice and it turns out that the reason so the, the episode is called sonny's edge and the reason that she has an edge is because her consciousness is actually the monster rather than the human um which i thought was quite a good twist um but that episode was like really violent and like quite kind of sexual um which i didn't i wasn't expecting at all and then uh the second episode i saw was about three robots in like this, a post-apocalyptic wasteland yeah, um that. that was quite funny actually they're talking about like you know the way to stop the way to get a cow fuse to like stroke it and then and they're talking about like exploding kittens like the card game and they're like oh what if it explodes um yeah i don't know like each animation style is quite different each story is quite contained um yeah i i, I don't quite know what the point of it is but i, <laughs> I quite enjoy that's how I'm like, yeah, these episodes are interesting and, you know, the different animation styles and the different um, storylines. But I'm like, what's the point? You know, they're all under this one anthology, but but I don't really know why. I don't know. What do you think? Over you said you, you thought some of them, were, you'd want to see more of them or longer episodes. Yeah, so I'd like to see more of that. Um, so that Free Robots one, I thought was quite exciting. So, yeah, I'd like to see a bit more of that one. I thought that was kind of joke. Um, and so yeah, that was I. That, I saw that one in full. I saw that first one you were talking about. I saw half of it and decided to skip over because I wasn't really that interested. And then the first one, the first episode that I watched was one about um, like three uh, space explorers, I guess. I don't know, maybe astronauts, and they planning to go to. They're going on a mission to some place, and they get in like these chambers that send them to, excuse me, that send them to sleep, and then. Uh, one of them, the main guy, I guess, wakes up and sees that they're like well far, of course. And then there's this woman who he knows from like from some other mission somewhere else. And then they have sex, and then <laughs> <laughs> quite graphically as well. I was like, oh shit! <laughs> and then um, um, he goes back to the pods and wakes up his friend, and she and he's like saying like she's like going nuts. She's like, where are we, sort of thing. And uh, the this um, other woman who he had sex with is telling uh, telling her that, oh, yeah, you flew off course, da, da, da. And she's like, oh, that's impossible. My calculations would never take us off course, da, 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 da. And then she's, like, saying to the leader guy, like, can't you see? This isn't real. That's not the who you think it is, da, 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 da. And then the guy, like, realises that um, this woman who he just had sex with isn't who he thinks she is. And then he's like, tell me the truth. Tell me what's really going on. And then she's like, you don't, you don't be able to handle it. This is how it always goes. And then he's like, I don't care. Tell me what's really going on. And then it kind of like flashes in between uh, this, what we what we've originally seen and what's really going on, which is I think they've basically gone to this whole like desolate wasteland. And this guy's like super skinny. He's like lost all like body mass. He's like skin and bone. His mates are, are dead. <laughs> and then the woman who he, he thought was like his friend who he'd had sex with is just like this, this like big scary monster. And then he just starts screaming and the episode ends. All oh, right. Okay. Oh, shit me not. That one took a different turn than I was expecting. <laughs> I was like, I thought you got this is a fucking joke. But yeah, um, that's it. Oh yeah, I I want to see. You guys should watch that one. I think that's an interesting one. <laughs> I wonder if any of them are sort of like mini pilots for yeah, maybe. longer series or whatever. Because yeah. yeah, I would definitely watch even if it's just like ten minute episodes 
of those robots going to like, different places, discovering different things about humanity. Yeah. You know, because they were quite they quite funny. Um, and yeah, I don't know. I, I think all the different animation styles are quite interesting, and you know, the storylines is like a few twists. Um, too long as well. Yeah, they're bite sized, aren't they? So you just sort of like. Like you said, if you don't like one, you just skip and you know the next one's going to be a completely different storyline um, or different animation style. So it's not as if, like, if you don't like one, you're going to hate all of them. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, it's an interesting concept, but it, it, it does just baffle me. I'm just like, why? <laughs> Sorry. I know um, we haven't really, we probably should talk about it at the beginning, but I just want to talk about a couple of trailers, if you'd like on that. Yeah. Yeah. So, have you seen the Toy Story 4 trailer? I've seen Toy Story 4. What, what other ones are you going to talk about? Uh, Strange. Strange from season uh, 3. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. I did watch the Toy Story 4 trailer, and I was just like, again, why? Me too. Like, when I was watching it, the exact thing I was thinking, I was just literally just thinking, like, we don't need another one. No. We really don't need another one. And they've they changed Andy's face. Yeah, they have, like, completely. <laughs> if that is Andy, I'm assuming it is. There was nothing that I got from yeah, that trailer. Just, I was learning about rage about that. But there's nothing that I got from that trailer that I, I thought justified having a fourth film. Me too. Money. Well, yeah, but you don't get that from the trailer, do you? They're not like, oh, we're only making this because of the money. Like, you know, from a story perspective, you want, you know, whether, I don't know, Andy's now got his own children and wants to pass on Woody or something like that. You know, you'd be like, okay, fair enough. I can see why they're doing it, but but, but Andy's already passed on his toys. Exactly. So they're yeah. not doing that to so just think about why. They, if he said if that uh, was a story, that would make sense. But they're not doing that, so it doesn't make sense. Yeah. But yeah, I feel the exact same way, Graham. I'm watching it thinking like, obviously it's different because obviously we're we're adults now, so it's not quite the same. For us, as it would have been if we if this had come out how many years yeah. ago. But even still, I'm watching it thinking like, obviously I'm still gonna go see it because you know it's the nostalgia. Yeah. But um, it didn't make me think, oh yeah, I really want to watch this. Yeah, like the the whole plot that we seem to get is that there's this funky looking spork that she's she's made mm. and it's run away. Mm. And they're going to go and save it, and it's like that's the shittiest story that I mm. could possibly think of. That's definitely not our Bo Peep either. Well, that's another toy version of Bo Peep. Yeah. Isn't also like um, that sounds similar to the plot of Toy Story 2 when Woody goes missing and like they just go up and find them. Like, do something different. It'd be interesting if, like. Isn't that like the plot to like all the stories? <laughs> Probably. Buzz goes missing, Woody goes missing, they yeah. all go missing. Yeah, no fair point. Um... <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Like I said, I will watch it, but I wasn't watching the trailer like filled with nostalgia and longing to go and see it. I was just sort of like, oh, really? <laughs> also, how long has it been since Toy Story 3? Uh, about three nine years. Toy Story 3? Three years. Not... No, I said nine years. Nine? It was in 2010. Post- 16. It was 16 when it came out. Maybe. No. Yeah, because I've watched it in Florida. So I would have been about 16. I'm pretty sure it was 2010. Yeah, actually, yeah, I think, I think you're right. Yeah. Sorry, I don't know where I got I feel like, yeah, I don't know, because what was the gap between Toy Story 2 and Toy Story 3? It was quite long, wasn't it? Uh, 11 or 12 years? Yeah. I'm the, I feel like the gap hasn't been long enough. Too so, long. number one came out in 1995. 95. Then two came out in 1999. 
Uh, Toy Story 3 came out in 2010. Yes, you're nine years ago. So, so yeah, I suppose nine years is a pretty good gap. Yeah, never mind. I was going to say it hasn't been long enough for us to get another one. Well, yeah, I just don't think that we needed it. Like, but again, we probably said this about Toy Story 3 when it came out. Like, yeah. Why are they doing that? What's the ranking for you guys in terms of Toy Story? Uh, probably one, two, three. I've only seen three once though, so. What? Three's, oh, three's emotional, man. You're you're two fucking two garbage. Shit. Yeah, two, two bad shit. fucking crap. <laughs> <laughs> well, like I said, I've only seen three once, so I need to rewatch it. It's two doorway says one one up doing balls. Yeah, that's the only good. Uh, <laughs> uh. Anyway, what, what was the other trailer you wanted to mention? Um, yeah, Strange Things season three. Yeah, what do you think? What do you guys think? I don't know. I don't really know how I feel. Again, I, I watched it and I was just a bit like, yeah, okay. I wasn't, I wasn't like, didn't come off it excited or, you know, particularly interested. Again, like I'll start to watch it, but um, unless they're kind of going to go deeper into where these monsters coming from or the people that are that experimented on Eleven, like I. I you know, if they don't further the story enough for me, then I'll, I'll probably stop watching it. Because, you know, they started, like, bringing in all the other... Um... That was an unnecessary thing they did, though, but, but adding the other 10 or 20 other characters that they could possibly open the story to, and then not really developing it at all. But that's what I mean, like, if they don't develop that now, then it's sort of like, why did you introduce that? Um, I don't know, yeah, I mean... Well, the reality of this is, I don't, I don't think it should be more than three seasons long. Yeah, this is probably going to be like a six-season thing. Like that. Yeah, I think they've got quite a few series in mind. Um, I thought it was quite funny in the trailer where that like Eleven's getting all the stuff to move, and he's oh, yeah. and he's gone out to like be like, "Whoa, what's happening?" And they all turn around. And he, what's he spraying? I don't know what he's spraying. Yeah, he's all screaming. Yeah, that was quite funny. Um, I thought the trailer was alright. You know, um, I think I'm a bit higher on Stranger Things than you are, Ben. Um, so I'm looking forward to see it watching another season. Um, but I, I don't. I would be surprised if they went down that route you're talking about with like, the whole scientists and everything. Like that. I feel like it's just going to be quite thin. First yeah. Kids. Yeah. You know, obviously they're getting a bit older. You know, hormones and stuff like that. Yeah. They'll probably be quite a big focus on that. It's all like friends, mm. teenagers, um, and then it's going to get them another. But then uh, you know, I wasn't that interested in in season two like beforehand and then i end up really enjoying it so again i might be okay yeah okay yeah i I, um again i only know that from listening back to previous podcasts where i expressed my main the kid who disappeared in the first season is definitely gonna fuck you up as long as he just doesn't go missing again He's not gonna go missing, but he's gonna not. He's gonna take fucking. Da- Did he end up telling his parents about yeah. what he saw? He just needs to be, stop being such a wet wipe. <laughs> he told, uh, he told yeah. him right away. He told him as soon as he got out. <laughs> Did he? He told his mum as soon as he got out. Yeah. Of the bathroom. Yeah, because the, the the first episode of season two is him, and he's been like a, like a therapist and whatnot. He's telling him about all the whole experience. So yeah, I don't know why you guys hated him so much. No, I thought at the end of and in season two, literally the last season, the last scene of season two is him coughing up the thing. Yeah. First thing we see in the episode of season in season first episode of season two is like with him like him he's with a therapist and whatnot he's talking about his experience I thought the end of season two was where he no, the, end the, the end of season one is where he coughed up the thing so what happens at the end of season two uh, the end of season two 
that guy dies, the one who's in Lord of the Rings. Um, and, and they don't they go to like the school disco, and then they can see. Then it flips to the upside down, I think. Yeah, yeah. And you see the the big monster in the sky. Yeah. That's, yeah, as well. Oh. Yeah, season season one. Then. I think Will's a bit of a wet wipe, to be honest. Why? Why do I hate Will so much? What's he done wrong? Just annoying. Not part of the original gang, mate. I like ears part of the Nah, not the original gang we saw. <laughs> he's a bit like, 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 like Bran Stark. Just like... I like Bran as well. Oh, he's a nugget, mate. <laughs> but, yeah. I think that's coming out in July. Okay, so once Game of Thrones is over, we can get on to the Stranger Things. I better smash up the OA before then. Oh, yeah. I want to watch season two of that. Oh, that yeah. was weird. First episode's confused me. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, well, has anyone got anything else they want to mention, or we can wrap up? Um, not really. I'm just um, rewatching Brooklyn Nine. Really enjoying it, and I don't know if it's recency bias, but it's definitely one of my top uh, sitcoms. That I've oh, yes, it's also it's the most consistently funny sitcom that I've seen. Well, I do feel like it's only got a certain lifespan as a as a comedy. I feel like. There's only so much more they can do with it. Like, mm. boy, like, yeah. I'll go. Um, you watch it all the yeah, it's a, and you have as well, Glenn. I'm on season five, so, so I haven't seen I haven't seen all of it. It's like any it's in, it's like any series. There's only a, so much like a life life the story could go really. Like yeah. people getting married, people getting so many promotions within like certain industry, so many yeah. different cases. Like that can keep going on and on and on. So, I do really enjoy it, and it still has that level where I'm enjoying it. Yeah. But that episode where they're talking about their toy nuts, like, just, I was crying <laughs> with laughter. And they literally say that phrase about a hundred times in that episode, and it just never got old. It's like, these these nuts are toy. <laughs> it's just like, I just find that so funny. Um, there, was, there was this one, sorry, the one thing that got me in season five is when, when Terry hurts his back. And he's like on the he's on the chair. chair. Yeah, and he's like getting up and he's like screaming as he's getting up and Captain Hobbs just stood there, dead faced, just watching him. I literally ran we ran that about twenty five times. <laughs> I was cracking up about Captain so, Holt is so funny. Drops he's his funny. phone on the floor, he's like, Yeah, I need you come to it anyway. Oh man. But yeah, I I I I love that show. Yeah. It's so good. I think season six has come out. Is it an episode? Then they've renewed for season seven. Mm. Yeah. Oh they have? I thought it was ending. Yeah, yeah no, they um was it who picked up NBC? You picked up NBC, yeah. Yeah, they picked up season six and then it got removed to season seven. I'm not sure if that's going to be the last season or not. But... I think it's played by ACL ratings get and stuff. I'm assuming all the cast still want to do it. Do you remember that? Do you remember the episode when um, they go in cosplay and Terry's written a book and yeah. they, they just slide dig at the CW because they were like, oh, you know, that writing, some, they're talking about some novel series and they're like, yeah, the CW didn't even pick it up. Oh, yeah, I know he's on my now. I was yeah. like, ooh, shade. <laughs> um, yeah, cool. Well, uh, is there anything? What are we going to talk about next week? What's, what's so I'm at? Dumbo, I guess. Dumbo, yeah. I don't think it's a good shit. I don't think it's a good shit. I don't think it's a good shit. It's just you two, so. Oh, yeah, true. Um, and it's Mother's Day, so if we get the chance to do a pod, we will. If not, then it'll be the week after. You can always um, just change it for another day. Yeah, I'll try. I'm, I'm on episode six now of the Umbrella Academy. So I'm oh, making my way through it. Are you still enjoying it? I do enjoy it. It's just because each episode's like an hour long, yeah. and I'm just like, oh. 
sometimes I just like the short, snappy ones. Um, but yeah, twenty episodes, thirty minutes each. Ten episodes of one hour. Did you want to, probably just because of the psychology of it? I'd probably uh, th- right now it would probably differ depending on what you what time you ask me and all this sort of thing. But right now it'd be like twenty minute, twenty half hour episodes because and I know it's silly, but I'd probably watch two in one. So I'd still watch an hour, but because it's not one whole episode, like I know that I can have a little break in between sort of got, thing. Got a bit more of an achievement in it, saying you've watched two instead of one. Yeah, and like sometimes, especially with things like this, sometimes I just feel like they're filling the hour. I'm like, the episode doesn't need to be an hour long. If it, you know, so again, I'm sort of just like, you know, maybe like 40 minutes in, you're like, okay, they're, they're clearly just dragging this out a bit. Um, because I'm five episodes in, and they've not really, there's no real hint of what caused the apocalypse. They've not really touched upon it that much, and I'm just sort of like, you know, you're halfway through the series. Surely there's only like two or three days left until the world ends. Um, you know, it feels it feels like they're just dragging things out. I want it to be a bit snappier. Um, but yeah, I'm enjoying it. So hopefully by the next time I will have seen a few more, maybe even finished it. But I'm not holding out hope for that. Um, but yeah, so sorry. Quickly, how do you feel? What do you think about um, me and Nia had an argument about this? What have you feel about uh, number one and number three's relationship? Well, from what I've seen so far, it's only real hinted at. Okay. Um, it's not. I haven't seen anything explicit. It is weird because they grew up together um, as a family, um, although they are not blood related. No. But I guess they're brother and sister. Like, let me let me fright you, mate. Barry Allen and Nora. No, not Nora. And Iris. Iris. That's different, I think, because Barry, from the ages of naught to when they were got him, wasn't wasn't his sister. Whereas these lot, they have grown up together. They have been since they were babies. They are all been brother and sister. Whereas Barry, he grew up in a different family. Like, I mean, Iris was just his. Iris, sorry, Iris yeah. was his friend before she was his stepsister. Yeah. I mean, psychologically, you're right. It's weird because it's like it's like the saying that your mother and father aren't always necessarily the people who gave birth to you. It's the people who you grew up with and they looked after. So yeah, I suppose in a way, it's like oh, they're your brother and sister because you grew up. With them. But then there's there, there's no like. There's still that familial familial kind of relationship, well, isn't it? Obviously, yeah. Obviously, yeah. It's, it's it's like there's not going to be any like your kids aren't going to come up before. Yeah. Sort of thing. So it's not yeah. something like that. But it doesn't make it not weird. No, no, in, yeah, like, yeah, in my yeah, opinion. Yeah, yeah. I was talking to Nia about it and he was saying like, because of the situation they grew up in, it's not he said he didn't like he said it like it's not weird at all. And I was like, it's at least a little bit weird. Yeah. Like, I think you I think, think like, step siblings getting together is still a bit like mm. Yeah. Mm. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Well, thanks for listening uh to episode seventy seven. Uh you can tweet us at YC Podcast seventeen. We're on iTunes, SoundCloud, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube under Your Average Critics. And uh, tune in next time. Peace. Peace. Bye. Bye.